Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Yo, what's up, everybody? Happy New Year from Taco Tuesday. Alex Padilla, Alex Regla, with you guys. After the Lakers, get a win. Alex, 121-115. Lakers are now 15-21 and on the season. Happy New Year, man. Happy New Year. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I know that we are going to talk Lakers, and that is what we will talk about. But I know a lot of you that are going to listen to this. I've been watching the NFL stuff, so I'm a little distracted of what happened. I don't know if you saw on Monday Night Football today. But uh, at the same time, Lakers were blowing a lead, giving up almost 40 points in the fourth quarter to the Charlotte Hornets today. Uh, I feel like every game the Lakers play is just this kind of game now. You know, it almost feels like they all kind of come down to the wire <laughs> or they're all somehow close, even when they're not that close. But man, uh, Lakers win. They beat the worst team in the NBA. So that's good. Uh, they just the lost win? to them, you know, a week ago. Yeah, and like you said, it, it is this pattern that continues to happen where they get a lead and they just kind of they play around with it, let the other team in. But um, I mean, they closed it out. Was it pretty? But um, that was a big win. Um, on the road, they go back home without AD. They find a way to win another game. So all these wins where they can just kind of, no matter how they get them, are really important. Yes, and you had a nice uh, text or uh, tweet to- tweet thread excuse me i'm rusty i haven't talked into a microphone in a while a little holiday break a nice tweet thread about what the lakers have done without anthony davis and i found that to be incredibly impressive not including today i'm stealing this straight from you but you can elaborate how good they've just been now they're five and five which for a team that's 15 and 21 is an improvement yeah they don't have a guy that was playing at an MVP type level, even though they got another guy that's now playing at an MVP type level. But just from a statistical standpoint, can you kind of go through how good they've been the last 10 games? Yeah. So like you said, last 10 games, and I'm including that Denver game because, you know, AD left really early into it. So um, they had to win that game without him. So in those last 10 games without AD, and if you remember, LeBron was also out for one of those games against Phoenix. So they even haven't had LeBron every game either, but they've gone five and five with today's win. Like mm-hmm. you said, 500, which is way better than their season percentage, winning percentage. And like, surprisingly, how many games, like, I don't know if you saw, but how many games do you think they are out of the play-in right now? So I know without looking specifically, I know that the West is really tight because there isn't really anybody running away with it. Mm-hmm. So out of the play-in game, I think they said the Lake were the Lakers 12th in the West right now. So maybe like two or three games. So now they're currently tied for 11th after okay. tonight's win. Which would put them how many games out of the plan? So only two games out of the plan, which is Utah, which have, have you know, after that really hot, hot start to the year, they've kind of slipped. They're 19 and 20. And so basically they're only one loss um, in the, in the loss column behind Utah for 10th. And like just, branching out more they're only about three games out of eighth so given everything this year um they're still like right there and which is really surprising to me so what you're saying is that the lakers front office should get should stop sitting on their hands and go get lebron james some help because they're in this thing 
are we just gonna just float along are are we just gonna float along and hope that utah continues to tumble and that golden state just doesn't pull out of it and then we're just gonna float along and just make lebron score 35 plus points a game to get even have a chance of winning a game you know what it is i can't even remember how like the last time the western conference was was this wide open um phoenix uh, was in first place for a while there after losing Devin Booker, who's going to be out for a while, they've already slipped to seventh. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and they're only three, three and a half up on the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And that just goes to show how quickly things can change in the West and how no one's really running it away with it. Like Denver, who the Lakers have already beat twice, twice. this year, <laughs> the first. And I don't yeah. think the Lakers would be totally afraid to play them in the first round if they were to happen to match up with them. So it just goes to show like, yeah, the Lakers aren't a perfect team. They're not maybe this championship contender, but they're not too far away from at least like being able to be competitive. And the more wins, like I said, they, they can get like they did tonight without AD and um, just stay afloat. It kind of puts them in a position where they could, you know, make some noise if, if things fall right. So to your point, two games out of the plan in Utah, mm-hmm they've come back down to what we think that they were going to be for a while. There it was like, what's going on with Utah golden state. They just, you know, steps out. They, they are, have their own issues. And then you look at Sacramento who probably, I guess they're surprising people because they never ever win 19 games a year, but now they already have 19, but they're only 19 and 16. Yeah, that's it. 19 and 16. And they're only four games above the Lakers. And my point of tonight is not to rag on the front office, tell them that they have to go do something. But but Alex, s- since AD's been out, including that Denver game, LeBron has scored 30, 33, 31, 34, 38, 28, 27, 47, and 43 tonight. You have to get this guy some help. Tonight, Every it didn't really matter what kind of guard combo that they were playing. They're all just bad. And, you know, every 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 game, it's like, you know, maybe somebody has a better game than others. Austin Reeves and LeBron James are the two best players on this team, considering the injuries they had tonight. No Lonnie Walker, no AD, obviously. But they got to go out and help them. Thomas Bryant had started off hot and then kind of cooled down in the second half. He's been pretty good recently. But when you look at this, Kendrick Nunn, the experiment's over, isn't it? Like, are, are you just going to have him play out, play himself out of the league? Or how about your rookie, Christy? Why didn't Christy play today? Yeah, but, I think I think the only reason Kendrick Nunn got into that to the game was because of Westbrook's injury. But like you said, if it wasn't for that, Nunn probably wouldn't have played at all tonight. Right. So Russell Westbrook did leave today, only played 11 minutes. We should mention that, I guess. Russell Westbrook left today after only playing 11 minutes with left foot soreness. So another injury. Who knows how long that's going to be? And I don't know, man. I just, when you watch this team, and then when AD was so hot and LeBron was out, you're like, we are wasting prime and somehow 38-year-old prime season. I, it just feels like such a massive waste right now that I really want just the Lakers to show some proactiveness to at least be a playoff team. Because what are they going to do? Not be a playoff team again? I, yeah, like if nothing else, like LeBron is just proving. Because like early on, remember, LeBron started off the season really slow. Um, his jumper was not there. He, he lacked a lot of bursts going to the rim. Um, it looked like, you know, that, that kind of thing that happens every year where we kind of question if LeBron, this is the year where he starts to fall off a little bit, but yeah, it that's, doesn't seem like that's the case again. 
he's been incredible. And if you have that guy who's still able to do that, and you can have AD do possibly when he comes back similar things as, as he was doing before the injury, that 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 makes you a super dangerous team to to face against in a, in a playoff series. So yeah, ideally you would kind of hope the front office sees these things and sees that they're you know staying afloat. Like I said, they're right on around the corner for being in the play and possibly even getting into that top eight if they keep playing like the way the way they are and you would kind of hope they kind of surround them with a little better talent and LeBron's giving them every reason to at this point. Right. He, he's showing they're still capable of playing at that level. I'm going to say something really ridiculous and I might get fired for saying this or LeBron is playing his way out of the Lakers. Like if I I'm honestly, like if they're not going to do anything, then why keep them? If you're building towards the future and AD is your future. I know this I sound, I probably sound ridiculous and I, you probably don't think I was ever going to say this, but is it that unbelievable to think that maybe LeBron's like, yo, get me out. I need to go to a contender. I'm not going to waste my, I mean, he already had that comment like a week ago. Like, I don't want to spend my final years not making the playoffs. Well, I don't think he could be traded, right? Is that like know. part of I don't his, know. his That's contract? I, I think he's like one of the few players uh, cannot be traded after signing an extension. So, something like that. Harrison actually wrote a big okay. piece about that. Cause that was, like you said, a big thing after he made those comments where a lot of people are saying, well, maybe he wants his way out of the Lakers some way, either now the off season, whatever. But um, yeah, like you would hope that you, you, the front office would see the way LeBron's playing that you, they would go out and kind of make a trade or do something, but okay. yeah, you're right. I just, that was just yeah, I don't, but it was just like, when I watch this, I'm like, dude, how, what are we doing? You know, like what, what is LeBron, was LeBron really going to, you know, I guess he has no choice, but, it's just, it's just a, uh, and I know they won tonight, but you know, it's the worst team in the league. So they should win, but it just, it just gets back to my point. Like I really want them to do something, but it at least shows that LeBron has it checked out. Right. Yeah. And I think after those post-game comments, like that was the first time, like, Oh shit. Like he can easily just like not try during this 10 game stretch where AD has been out and th- they completely sink. It's like last place yeah. they're out of it, but he's kind of kept them afloat. That I mean, again, we don't know how much longer AD is going to be out. I think I tweeted out if we do another 10 game stretch without him, that puts him at about like the five, five ish week mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the timetable is on him, but that seems about like maybe he can be back around then. So it'd be about like 20 games without AD. If they can go 500 again and still be right there, maybe. Yeah. But and uh, asking a lot. So Lakers have played the second fewest home games in the entire NBA. They've only played 16 home games in the NBA. Uh, That's two more than the Blazers who've only played 14, nine of their next 12 are at home and not, and nine of those 12 are against Western conference teams. So this is kind of like a big stretch for them coming up. Cause you have, you know, capitalizing at home and I I'll take a look at their, at their home and away record right now at home. They're eight and eight and on the road, they're eight and 13. So, they have a big stretch coming up. You're looking at games against um, Miami again, Atlanta, Sacramento, Denver, Dallas, Philly, Houston, Sacramento. So they can make ground up on the West when you really look at it. Then they play Memphis and Portland and the Clippers and the Spurs. This is the time where when – is, when is the trade deadline anyways? I think February. So 
you you kind of yeah thursday february 9th you kind of are you are you, are you thinking the more that you watch this team that they've gone five and five that the front office will maybe do something or do you think that they're content at with what they got that's the thing or right they don't like, want to who are they going to get that's the other that's another discussion we've had endless amounts of times but it just seems yeah. foolish to just sit on your hands throughout the year there's kind of been this like arbitrary these dates right like okay december 15th that's when we're going to kind of see where we're at ad gets hurt okay well we'll see what happens then or we'll see if lebron is can even stay healthy mm-hmm. and they've kind of like not passed these tests but they at least haven't like failed them either right mm-hmm. and um lebron playing the way he has ad playing the way he was before getting hurt does give them some like you would cope push them to to kind of improve the team and I don't know. It's just, they're so close. Like you, you rattle off those names uh, of the teams they're playing. Like they play the Kings twice. Say they win both those games. They're like literally right within like the nine, seven range all of a sudden, mm-hmm. given everything that's happened. So uh, being the West being completely wide open, I don't think it has to be this monumental trade either. And that's what it seems like right. they're holding out for. Yeah, I think that's a whole other discussion too that we don't need to get into again. Like what kind of player are they trying to get versus what the capital they have to give up. But I just think that, you know, the team's depth, obviously they have a ton of guards on this team. Two of them didn't even play tonight and they still feel like they had a ton of guards on this team playing today. I think at one point when, obviously when Russ is injured, I wrote it down. They ran a lineup out there of uh, Wenyan Gabriel, JTA, Reeves, Nunn, and Schroeder. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's And you know what's funny? They actually increased the lead. <laughs> yeah. But still, um, you know, I think that's the thing is that they have, they have so many guards that just, that we've talked about how bad the roster is, uh, but you see guys like Gabriel who can come in and give some some productive minutes. You see how well Brian has played with AD yeah. out, which is a good sign. He seems to be getting healthier, getting back in his group. I don't know. Do you think Pat Beverly's played better than how he started? He's definitely been better than he, how he was earlier in the season, just because solely how bad he was this right. year. Like he's got a couple um, of double digit points here and there, but he still hasn't yeah. been fantastic. No, uh, and uh, again, like there is too many guards, and that's just going to be an ongoing yeah. issue until maybe there's a trade or whatever, but. At least that, like, I like Troy Brown being inserted in the starting lineup today. Mm-hmm. Darvinham could have gone with another guard. He could have gone with Reeves. Like, he could have gone with someone smaller. But he went with Troy Brown, who's been really, really good, like, these last few games, kind of underrated to, to their success. And JTA coming back has kind of, like, quietly been a pretty big development just because it gives them another wing forward type guy that they can play versus having to play these three guard, four guard lineups and, like you said, Max Christie's still there. Like he didn't play tonight, but he is an option. So they're slowly kind of getting some, some kind of size in the front court or in the wing, and uh, that's important because these multi guard lineups just haven't worked. It's pretty funny too when you see Troy Brown with all these guards in the lineup. He's so tall. <laughs> like he's, you're not just, that tall, right? he's, he's not. Like six, six, he's six six. six. Seven, like... But he just looks so tall when he goes up for rebound next to Schroeder and none. And you're like, dude, we. <laughs> How some size would just make a difference. Um, did you also, I don't know who who said this, but the, the combo of LeBron at three and Reeves at the two and how well that's worked. Have you seen that? I got to pull that up. 
Um, no, I can pull it up quick, but uh, I'm pretty sure like any Reeves LeBron combo this year has been a big plus. And uh, as you pull it up, like I thought in that third, fourth quarter, or kind of when they built that lead, they were going to a lot of that that inverted screen roll game where you know Austin would set a screen for LeBron and LeBron would kind of pass to him, and Austin can kind of be that guy who finds the open man. And that was a big staple with LeBron and Caruso, who you know was a big. Yep. net net rating plus guy with lebron also so yeah reeves has been after having a really rough game and kind of rough couple outings like he was really good tonight he was really good and reeves just dished him one assist there and i believe in the third quarter kind of behind the back uh, lebron yeah. went up for like i think uh 27 alley-oops today <laughs> it just felt like that <laughs> you know it was it was just one of those games where lebron was just on it i don't know if it's because he's playing the michael jordan team but it was uh Reeves and LeBron combo is really something that how can they with AD out and with obviously the restrictions they have as a, at the roster currently, how can they maximize that combo even more? I, I like when Reeves LeBron's out there and it's not other guards or at least multiple guards, because I think when it has worked, it's because Reeves and LeBron, either one of those guys has the ball in their hands. But when you also have a Beverly, a Schroeder or a Russ, um, that kind of makes Reeves basically just a catch and shoot guy, which, which he's good at. You know, he was good at that today. But like I mentioned, those those inverted screens where he can kind of leverage LeBron's gravity and kind of can collapse the defense or or be a facilitator. Like he's really good at that too. So mm-hmm. I, I think when it's like a LeBron Reeves, Troy Brown, Thomas Bryant, and maybe like one other guard, mm-hmm. I think that's usually when these lineups really click. Yeah. And is that other, who is that other guard when you're talking about like just trying to maximize this lineup as much as possible? I think Dennis. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not a huge like Dennis guy. Like I, I think he's been fine, but I think he's doesn't have these kind of glaring weaknesses as other other players. You know? And like I said, Beverly has been better for sure, but he still has these these moments where he has to be asked to kind of dribble, and anytime he has to <laughs> dribble or do anything, yeah, uh, it's it's usually doesn't end well. Tonight, LeBron James went for 43, 11 rebounds, six assists. Uh, your second leading scorer was Bryant with 18 and 15 rebounds. He's he does been great that, rebounding. If he does that to you every game, like you cannot complain about Thomas Bryant whatsoever. I think He's he had just, 17 or 18 rebounds last game also. Yeah. And Austin Reeves with 15, 6, and 7 tonight. One of those being the nicest assists I've seen him do pretty yeah. much in his entire career. So, hey, listen. They blew a big lead again. You know, they blew it open there in the second quarter. They jumped out to, I believe, a almost 20-point lead at some point, or maybe they did have a 20-point lead at one point, and they just seemed to have trouble closing it out, but they still get the win, 121-115. LeBron is absolutely on a freaking tear. Back-to-back 40-point games. Since AD's been out, only two games has he not scored at least 30 points in the last 10 games. He's been absolutely incredible. If he stays healthy... I feel like he can will the, will the team to some wins. Obviously, these wins are coming against Charlotte, Atlanta, and Orlando, and Washington. But still, a win's a win. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what really matters here. Alex, coming up for the Lakers is a game on... I have so many tabs open. What am I doing over here? <laughs> uh, is a game on Wednesday against the Miami Heat, who they just lost to uh, on December 28th, 112-98 in Miami. Then they take on the Atlanta Hawks again, and then the Sacramento Kings and the Denver Nuggets. Four games until we uh, 
till we talk again. What do you, before I tell you what do you think is going to happen, what do you want to see in the next few games? And what do you not, what do you, what do you want to see and what do you not want to see (laughs) on the court? Uh, yeah, those multi guard lineups, three guard lineups. Anytime you have more than two, uh, even two sometimes is pushing it, but, um, yeah, anytime you have that, especially against Miami, like the Lakers played them really tough last game. And I know that score is going to show that they kind of lost by double digits, but they were pretty competitive there. And then just, they were too small. Like Mm -hmm. Miami was just too big Mm -hmm. and they're too physical. And that really hurt the Lakers down the stretch. So I want to see more JTA. I want to see more Troy Brown. I want to see more Reeves like out there together. Um, and record wise, or just basically that's what I want to see on the court record wise. I, I'm not sure. What about you? Yeah. Record wise. I think that you would be happy just floating around 500 without AD. Right. I think if you can somehow, I mean, squeak a win against one of Miami, Sacramento or Denver, and then really just go beat Atlanta. If you can do that, then I think you're kind of happy with as far as record goes, but you're right. Mm-hmm. I think let's, let's go for these lineups that have size. Let's go for these lineups that can give you some di- different defensive matchups. Um, give LeBron a break from having a score 35 plus every single night or 30 plus every single night. Uh, we'll take a look at what's going on with Russ. Obviously you got to keep an eye on that because Lakers can't really afford injuries from, from anybody. Uh, and he's been consistent, you know, the, during this 10 game stretch, he's doing his thing. He's going 15, six and seven, pretty much every game. So not having him would be rather have Russ playing than Kendrick Dunn at this point. So I I really want to see like you, I think it's no surprise seeing more of Brown jr. Getting Lonnie back, I think would help. Yeah. Getting Lonnie back. I know we haven't talked a lot about him, but he's just been like Troy Brown. When you, there's a physical difference and not Lonnie's physical size, just his, athleticism mm-hmm. is something that the Lakers lack. And he provides that uh, Troy provides the physicality that you kind of want. Bryant has been doing that. And Wenyan, when he's in there has been doing that as well. So you're hoping you get Lonnie back and he comes back like he performed in the middle of December there as well. So uh, I'm hoping to get two and two, but with this team, honestly, you never really know what you're expecting with this team, right? Yeah. I mean, two and two doesn't seem like, totally unrealistic at this point. And like you said, like at, we have to keep kind of repeating this, but like the team going 500 is an improvement based mm-hmm. on what they've done all year. Mm-hmm. And it kind of sounds like we're just saying like, it's okay to lose two games out of four, but it's better than what they've done. And honestly, Correct. it's better than what a lot of the Western conference is currently doing. Mm-hmm. So uh, like I was tweeting with someone earlier today and they were sending, saying like, it, it's kind of optimistic to think the team could just kind of, like play at a wash or they win one, lose one. But I'm like, you can do that without having a D out there. I think that's a, a huge, a huge improvement on what they've done. Yeah. And that would be, I mean, dude, when you look at the top 10 in the, in the Western conference right now, all but two teams have gone at least 500. So it's like, you have to yeah. stay afloat. So it's not, you know, the, the West is bad. They're all about 500 the last 10 games, except Denver. So you're right. I think that it may not seem like a lot, but I think for this particular roster, I think we all agree that it is, especially, I mean, dude, you only have one more win than the Thunder, you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) and you know, so uh, you wrote just a few days ago about Thomas Bryant, Thomas Bryant and the way back, you're back to writing. Everyone's kind of coming back from their holiday uh, break. 
Uh, you want to talk about that or what is coming up from you? Yeah, like we 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 kind of briefly mentioned Thomas uh, TB today, and he's been great. And um, he's the guy who's had. Remember when AD got hurt in that Denver game? It was Thomas Bryant really stepping in and battling Jokic that really helped them win that game. And mm-hmm. he's been huge these last two games where they've had wins. And he isn't the most physical center. He's kind of on the shorter end of centers, but he's got a I think like a seven six wingspan. Great motor. Um, he finishes like literally everything. Mm-hmm. Like he's got great hands. He's like one of the most efficient players in the league. Not just he had bigs, like a like, dunk today that I didn't even yeah. think he was going to dunk. I was like, oh, he, he was a putback, but I thought he was more of a layup range. It's and he that wingspan of his. Yeah. So yeah, and him and LeBron have had great chemistry these last couple of games. So LeBron has always done really well with his with bigs who kind of run the floor hard and stuff like that. And TB is just showing, like you said, he's he's healthy this year. That's most important. And he took a bet on himself by signing a one-year minimum contract when a lot of teams around the league thought, like, this is going to be one of the more, you know, exciting young centers before the injury. And he's really playing well. And he's really playing himself into a nice contract, mm-hmm. unfortunately, with someone else probably. But in well, the t- at the time being, we're at. he's exactly what they need. And it's really it's really nice to see when you read your article. It's it's great to see teammates be complimentary of someone's work ethic. It's not something that's kind of really come out a lot of the Laker locker room this year. But, you know, Darvin Ham's been very complimentary. Everyone's yeah. been complimentary of just the work that Brian has put in to get back from his torn ACL. You know, I feel like I feel because the surgery has almost been perfected now because so many guys have torn their ACLs in in so many different sports that we almost take for granted that it's still such a massive massive surgery to get done, especially when your whole job is to cut and jump and sprint. Yeah. So I think especially when someone his size has to do it too, it's been good to see him kind of work his way back. And hey, the I guess the only positive is the more AD's out, the more he's going to have a chance to shine. Yeah, he's putting up those numbers, right? Like mm-hmm. he's getting all those dunks that were thrown AD's, AD's way and stuff like that. And um, he's already played more minutes this year than he did all of last season. Mm-hmm. and that just goes to show you like how he's still kind of working himself in game shape and it's sometimes it's kind of uh hard to see that because he you know he plays so hard and everything like that but he's still a guy who's only played like 50 games total 40 something games last two years combined so yeah it's he's definitely one of the bright spots of the season his minutes went up from 6 12 and 7 and then AD gets hurt 33 27 31 <laughs> 33 31 23 so he's playing big time minutes He's providing everybody, like you said, he's getting basically double-digit rebounds almost every game. He's scoring double-digit points basically every game except two. So Thomas Bryant has stepped up into the role that they needed him to, and the guy's 25 years old. So yeah. it's not, you know, he's he, he, we may have heard the name for many, many years, but he's 25 years old, 6'10", 250, and I don't know, he's one of the guys I really enjoy watching. So look forward to... Uh, seeing what he else he has to do. Go check that out. It's uh, Thomas Bryant and the way back, Alex Regla. It's still on the homepage there at silverscreenroll.com. At Alex M. Regla is where you can check out his work. I always appreciate all your threads, dude. It keeps me very, uh, it's very like numbery, but I like mm. it, but I like it. Hopefully not too numbery. I know like it's I understandable. I avoid doing that, but. Yeah, but it's very understandable. Everybody does a great job from the Silver Screen and Roll team. So shout out to that. Uh, if you haven't, uh, subscribe, Spotify, Apple, Google, anywhere you listen to audio podcasts. We are there. 
And we normally are on Mondays, or I mean, excuse me, on Tuesdays, but we'll switch every now and then, do it Monday or Wednesday. We are called Taco Tuesday. And uh, appreciate uh, everybody tuning in. Alex, 2023, man. Hopefully we're talking about a playoff team. Undefeated in the new year, baby. Undefeated in 2023. That's right. And hopefully we're talking about a playoff team in 2023. Or a playing team, either way. I'll take playing. I'll take and I it. know that sounds sad, but I will take playing. I know last year they were flirting with it up until almost the end, but I will take playoff basketball needs to happen in Los Angeles in the purple and gold. It needs to happen this year. AD and LeBron playing too damn good for that not to be a yeah. playoff team. So uh, we'll talk to everybody next week. Alex, always appreciate it. Thank you, man.